Welcome to the Friday, June 16th edition of Memo by Guy Legal. So we have three more days in Gemini season. And what I was thinking about covering today is kind of, you know, what happens when you feel like a contract has been breached. Contract breach means we said promises in this contract. We agreed to certain promises, but now um, someone did not live up to those promises. And we have all our reasons why we think that the other side has all the reasons why they feel like they lived up to their promises. And so there's a conflict. And now we are on the path um, to litigation. Litigation meaning um, trial is the ultimate result, appeal, if you disagree with the judge's ruling. And then everything before that. So pre-litigation matters, which means like, you know, just sending like letters, trying to be a reasonable person, trying to mediate, trying to negotiate um, a settlement. Those are also part of the litigation process. Litigation means like I have a conflict with something that was a transaction, right? So like in law, there's two avenues uh, that you go down and people go to law school, like you pick very early on like the avenue, but there's also some practices of law that cover both. Um, so like estate planning uh, covers both. I'll just give that an example. We have transactional law. So transactional law is proactive legal measures. I'm going to make sure that my agreements are documented in writing. I'm going to make sure that, you know, I'm anticipating risks. I am proactively creating systems to mitigate those risks. Um, so I avoid conflict. That's the proactive part. In estate planning, having an estate planning, having wills, trusts, medical directors, all those things, these are proactive measures we can do to plan for a future or to kind of, you know, sometimes proactivity is not about fear. Proactivity can be about like, hey, I want more room for creativity. So I'm going to shut down all of these potential fear markers in my fear tabs in my brain. My brain is like a computer with so many tabs. And we have tabs open that are like, okay, these are fear tabs. But when I do my estate plan, I'm able to close up those fear tabs. So now I have more space, more working memory to, to focus on other things like creating. So transactional proactive. You end up in litigation when there's a conflict. Um, there's a problem. There's a breach. Someone failed to perform the thing they, were, sorry, they said they were going to perform. Um, you feel egregious in some way. That sets you down the litigation process. You feel like someone didn't live up um, to their what they bargained for in your agreement. So that sets up litigation. Litigation at the end of the road is trial appeal. Okay, Supreme Court is the ultimate final arbiter final appeal of this United States of America. And of course, it's all how, how the government is put together. That's a separate conversation, but it's very beautiful in a way of how everything, all checks and balances, how everything balances out. And then you have final Saturnian Supreme Court um, that encompasses the state courts which encompass the localities. Beautiful system. However, um, that's very expensive <laughs> and not everything... You know, there's only limited resources there. Like you have a panel of certain people, they can only hear so many cases. So just the most com conflicted, conflicted goes there. And usually at the Supreme Court level, it could go either way. And it's more about like values, vision, ethical decisions, the direction of the country, more it's kind of like on a spiritual level, quite frankly. Um, what are we, what, and by spiritual, I'm not talking about like church, like separation of church and state. I'm not talking about like a religion. I'm talking about like, your energy, like the, the values of this country. The Supreme Court is like the little rudder 
that shifts very slightly. But when you shift the rudder, you can go like completely different direction. That's how I see the Supreme Court. Anyway, um, the other end of that is, you know, sending a demand letter, like, or sending just a letter, a cease and desist letter saying like, hey, like, I noticed there's this issue. I'm asking you very nicely, very politely to, um, to reform your conduct, to, <laughs> this is a very legal term, to reform your conduct, to, to change your behavior, to alter your, um, what you're doing right now to decide, uh, maybe this isn't the best action to take in this present moment. So that's the other end of that. Um, so that's kind of where we're going to start when a contract is breached. This is for small business owners, just people in general. Like if you feel like you're into an agreement and something is not right about that agreement, step one is not to file a lawsuit in most cases. Obviously, it's something like very egregious, like when you have like a wrongful death or a personal injury, like you're going to file a lawsuit. Um, but even in the lawsuit process, the attorney is going to start with the least, um, least combative, most um, trying to work things out on her own before going to the judge type of strategy. So let's say I'm a small business owner. I have a conflict. I feel like the contract was not honored. Um, the first thing you would do is you would just write a letter, okay? Different situations, the letters, different names, like cease and desist and intellectual property, demand letter and personal injury um, with insurance. But you're just gonna say like, hey, like I noticed this issue. Here's like how I see the issue. And, you know, cite the contract, like in this clause, this is clause, this is how I'm interpreting it. And I was wondering, um, you know, you can even proactively say like, hey, like I understand from your perspective, it could be like this. However, like if if we don't resolve this, this is the cost to both me and cost to both you. So it's in our best interest to resolve this here and now. Um, and that's it. So very simple contracts like refund policy. Okay, you have a no refund policy and that's your black letter law. It's on your website. It's on your terms and conditions. But someone brings you a situation where even though you have a no refund policy, you start thinking like, huh, that's a tricky situation. And I look like a real A if I don't give them a refund. So most business owners are just going to give the refund because they focus on the customer and their needs ultimately over any sort of like black letter law policy because they realize there are exceptions to the general rule. However, there are other business owners that will like stand on their contract rights. And when you stand on your contract rights, you are going to escalate the situation because you are not trying to be cooperative anymore. You are trying to be combative. And we end up combative. Money just gets drained to the attorneys. Because the attorneys and the judges are the people of society who are dealing with everybody's conflict on a daily basis. Like when I was young in elementary school, I was a peer mediator. Like I wore a yellow hat, so so embarrassing. But I was selected as a peer mediator. I've started young, I suppose. And they say, okay, like Jackie is a good person. Like on the playground, when people enter into conflict, like Jackie's the person, <laughs> I can't believe this, this is like so crazy. Yes, this is elementary school. Jackie's the person that you can go to um, to resolve your conflict. And we have like a form. <laughs> this is so crazy. We had a form and um, I filled out the form and like we resolved the conflict. So everybody 
walked away happy and you know you get the ball whatever whatever it was started young so literally the same thing happens with adults and businesses it's like you have these toys everybody wants to play with money products services all these things and people fight over their toys and we <laughs> get to conflict attorneys and judges and literally politicians like that's what we're all trying to manage everybody's conflict I wish I didn't have my job because I could go do other things like freaking play the piano, but I can't because I just feel like this is my role to play to like minimize conflict so I can live at peace too in society. Like it just bothers me at my soul level when there's like so much conflict regardless. So we send a demand letter and we try to resolve this on our own. It is in your best interest to be as collaborative, as understanding, as peaceful, as grounded, as centered. That doesn't mean that there's no boundaries that are set because people take advantage of people all the time. See it happen. Most people are just in it for themselves, quite frankly. But you set your boundaries, but you also try to empathize and you try to put yourself in the other person's shoes and try to understand why they're making the decisions that they did. And when we employ values such as grace and understanding, I'm not saying this is in all situations, but in many situations, it hurt to just have a little bit more grace and be like, hey, like I'll accept it this time, but you know, I'm, I'm watching you. <laughs> um, when it comes to pattern of events, then obviously you have to escalate the situation. But um, yeah, so you start there. Okay, that's step one. Step two, what if that doesn't work out? What if like people are standing on their contract rights and um, I feel like I need a third party to intervene, okay? So a third party can be a judge in a courtroom, but a third party can also be a mediator. Either you select a mediator on your own, a court, like when I work in the probate court, sometimes we have to like actually like choose a mediator, a mediator, um, or an arbitrator. So what's mediation? What's arbitration? These are pre-courtroom strategies. So usually defined in the contract where, um, what state they need to come from. And even sometimes for arbitration, the specific arbitration agency. Oh, there's also another one, administrative agencies, which are government agencies like Department of Education. Um, the, I'm just trying to think, in, in employment law, you have like the Office of Civil Rights at the federal level. There are government agencies that you need to go to first to, quote, exhaust your administrative strategies and your internal conflict resolution strategies before you start filing lawsuits. In fact, if you file a lawsuit, oftentimes without consulting the agency or without trying to resolve it in a courtroom-free way, you're just going to be referred back. So this is like Department of Education and just say Office of Civil Rights are the two big ones that I've personally worked in. Um, even like the Office of Civil Rights, if you have a discrimination claim, because like people just say, oh, this person discriminating against me. No, you actually have to have their permission. Like they have to review your things first because they act as a gatekeeper for you to get into the courtroom because it's just like too many allegations. Same thing in education, too many allegations. And that's, that's another field which has ultimate processes. Anyway, so contract breach, Arbitration, mediation, administration agency. So going over these one by one. So um, mediation means you hire a third party. You can do it yourself. You can have the court appoint you on if you're in litigation or you can just find one yourself. It's a third party to say, hey, like I'm going to be 
detached from the situation as a third party. I'm going to hear both sides independently. Both sides can be represented by an attorney if they want to be, um, because the attorney understands the system and this is our job to make arguments for you. Um, but the mediator will try to broker a deal between the two parties. And at the end of the mediation, the goal is to have a settlement that people sign and date and it's binding. It's another contract to override the previous contract um, where it was likely breached by one or more parties. And the mediation will enter you into a new contract that represents the new understanding of the relationship between the two parties. So that's number one. Arbitration is a, how am I going to describe this? It? Like an internal, in, sometimes industry specific kind of administrative process. So like you have the Department of Education, you have the Office of Civil Rights that will take in government related, public related issues like discrimination, um, claims of like violations in the educational system. They will hear that first before it pops into the courtroom. Um, you have to exhaust your administrative strategies. There's often a clause in many contracts that arbitration is required um, because it's a private process, industry specific. So like, let's say you have, you know, coaching business, there's probably arbitration that only represents these type of businesses, these type of industry areas. It's a private judicial like judicial light process where there's a third party, kind of like a judge, both sides present their evidence and the judge makes a decision that that judge in the arbitration it, that is a final binding decision and you can no longer bring it into the public courtroom. Most often, I'm not saying all, but most often that is binding. And even if you bring it into the courtroom, the judge is going to be like, hey, like this person reviewed more facts that were specific than I can review. They have more industry specific experience. I am going to trust that process. However, when you don't have that public accountability, sometimes when you go to arbitration that's industry specific, they are going to highly favor the business over the individual. So like, for example, there was a case recently in Texas, the Uber cases, where you had like the uh, disagreement, are these people independent contractors, are they employees? Um, they all agreed to arbitrate, they all have to be private. Settlements are private, can't go out in public. And that's a huge win for business because business, the reputation matters. And if you can't have these people going into public because they signed away their rights um, to have a public um, review of their, of their grievance, then it is what it is. That's what you sign. So you, you should read your contracts, right? You should know what you're signing up for and not just sign because industry business, they have knowledge and they have a huge advantage in that area. If you are not doing the things to make sure that you are, um, I don't want to say the word protecting yourself, just being knowledge and educated about what type of agreements and transactions you enter into. Like you just have, you just have to know and you have to dance the dance if that's the field that you're going to play in. Anyway, so that's arbitration. And then the third is when you have like a grievance with a government agency. Um, there's many laws in this area. So you can't bring lawsuits against the government for certain reasons in certain areas. These are like very detailed topics. But um, just generally speaking, like if you have a concern in education, like, you know, um, let's say pregnancy discrimination, you have to exhaust your administration uh, and administrative remedies, not only like with the Department of Education, they have a process, but they may even make you exhaust your administrative remedies 
with the school. So every school has a grievance process in this area, and you have to go through that grievance process first, feel like you didn't get a just result, then present that to the Department of Education, feel like you didn't get a just result, or like, no, you didn't get a just result, and then present that again to state courts, the federal courts, go to district level, go to the state level, go to the Supreme Court. So you know something goes the whole way up to the Supreme Court, it's very in the gray. It could even be at like 50, 51%. It could go either way. And the Supreme Court judges are there to be that rudder to set the tone for, okay, if I make this decision, we're going off in this direction. If I make this decision, we're going off in this direction. It's like the abortion issue. You make that decision, it takes the country into very different directions. And the judges at this level have not just like the legal knowledge, it's part of it, but they have like the social knowledge, the psychological knowledge, the historical knowledge. Um, they just have all of this kind of, when I think of it, it's like a painter who has all of these tools available to them. They have like colored pencils, they have pastels, they have watercolor, they have acrylics, they have, they have all of the tools, they have all of the brushes available. And the Supreme Court are really the artists, the artisans of society. And they say, okay, I have my daughter's picture here. So it's like this visual <laughs> aid. And they decide like, okay, I see, I feel, I think at that level, they're very in tune with not their, just their mind, but their emotions, their feeling, their spirituality. I see, feel, think like this can happen. This can happen, you know, in this time, time and age under these circumstances and factors, this was the outcome. This was the outcome. So how can we make sure that we keep the peace? We adhere to the constitution and not the constitution necessarily like, like, you know, very like Saturnian interpretation of the constitution, the constitution and its sense of like life, liberty and prosperity for all. Because those are very vague words, but how can we move more towards that, more towards peace, more towards justice in the sense of beautiful justice in terms of collaboration, cooperation, harmony? How can we move closer towards that when we make this decision in the Supreme Court? Because this decision is binding final is going to be used for all the other courts. So it can be very small and it can shift the rudder. And this is just my personal opinion. This is my personal opinion. There's no fact. It's just a feeling that I get after reading many Supreme Court cases. But um, it's like the tuning fork, right? Of society. You have how many people on that bench. And I think that they probably discuss like what should happen when they sit down to discuss the outcome of the case, they discuss, okay, like, I think this should happen. And they take a vote and then they write to what they think should happen. And when you have like a five, four decision, it gives you the tonality or like the measure of like how tenuous the issue is. So if we have a five, four vote, that means like, okay, like this could be shifted in the future. So we're just going to do five, four. However, when we have um, like an eight, one vote, that means that this is don't bring us don't bring us to us again. Like it, it's kind of it's kind of the measure um, of let me look at people. I'm trying to see who's on there right now. Okay, yeah, uh, Robert is Chief Justice, who is really the person who I think in this entire country is probably the person who can see 
it's like a, the, the book, The Giver, is coming into my mind. So in this book, The Giver, I read it when I was at a Manchester school, Lois Lowry, I think was the author. You had like the giver of memories and he had one person to train him. And it's kind of like the heartbeat of the country. Um, it keeps the country going. It keeps, it makes sure that um, even though it's like a very slight change, people are like, I don't care about the Supreme Court opinion. Yeah, you don't care because it doesn't affect you specifically in your life today as you're living and breathing. But energetically, it's like that like stone that you put into a pond. It's like it's just a stone in the pond. Okay, yeah, but when you put it in there, all the ripples and affects everything. And that's kind of what like I see John Roberts as. He's like the stone. The pond, Supreme Court is like that first concentric circle. And then just like ripples. And that's how the system works in that. It's like you can cover all this, all the details of how and why and philosophically in a podcast episode, but um, I don't know how I got there. Contract breach. Anyway, this is why I script my episodes or come with an outline because I'll just like ramble on about the most weird things. So anyway, this is Friday, June 16th. Uh, we have two more days in Gemini season next week. Um, we're going to transition to cancer season, which is going to be more about estate planning and so on and so forth. So I guess I'll head in that direction because the contracts I specifically work with in my um, specific profession, other than small business, every small business owner needs estate plan, um, will trust usually um, medical directives. So I can start heading in that direction and going over the different contracts you can have with yourself with respect to making agreements with your ancestors, um, their ancestral knowledge in the terms of history, right? We all have history and history is just data on things that have happened, how they happened, why they happened. And we can learn from those lessons to see if that's what we want to choose in the future. So I'll start there. And then for cancer season, I was brainstorming episodes um, family and children, I kind of want to touch on the education system because that's my background, um, the issues in the education system and how we as individuals can remedy them and kind of like the history and giving like a full picture of kind of why there's no such thing as educational malpractice, even though there could be, and how to um, address your grievances within the system because the system is very powerful. I know a lot of people these days are just like, I'm going to homeschool, I'm going to homeschool. Okay, but yeah, the public school is the answer to all the problems in homeschool in the first place. So you're just going to wrap around back to the public school. I've seen it happen like real time. Like People pull out to homeschool, Christian homeschool. They pull out to Christian homeschool and they're like, eh, uh, I need systems, I need procedure, I need historical knowledge. My kids are getting far behind because they're not receiving the historical knowledge of our ancestors. Maybe I should go back into public school. And when they do, they either go back to public school, they start their own private schools. And it's just like a circle. So for me, I prefer to just like skip that part. <laughs> it's just like, you know, we don't need to take the long circuitous um, road because we're going to lose a lot of time. We're going to lose a lot of um, ability to like serve both ourselves and others. So it's just like skip the ego, go right back to we have the system in place. Our ancestors left the system. If it's not working for us, we need to first understand how the system's put together and what we can do um, to just even just shift in a little direction. We don't need to undo the whole thing. We can just shift. And I've seen this happen, you know, with churches, institution, you just need a shift. You just need an attitude change. You just need to come in a different direction. When you come in a different direction, you get the result you wanted 
without going through all the hardship. So anyway, that will be next week, starting next week. So um, let me pull up what I have for cancer season so far. I don't know. I feel, I don't know how I feel about this. Oh, here we go. Um, what I have so far is maybe it's not fully right, but okay. So like next Wednesday, just going over the archetype of cancer, usually family, business, ancestors, children. And I think for cancer season, I want to engage more in like storytelling because I have a lot of stories from what happens in the probate court, estate planning, just like situations that you don't think happen, but they actually happen. Um, and I'll tell you the story and then how to make sure that we are avoiding the sorrows that come with those stories um, and that we were trying to, yeah, it's not about like living in fear. It's about, you know, minimizing conflict so we can be creative. When you're in, in like fight or flight, your body is like down to survival mode. When you're in survival mode, you can't be creative. You can't anticipate. You can't like dream. Uh, you know, I think about myself, like I'm in survival mode and part of my job um, how I got to be an attorney was because a lot of like fight or flight in my life. And so I felt like I need to go to the ball, get a handle. It's like part of my traumas. But ultimately, you know, if I didn't have any trauma, maybe I'd been a musician, right? So it's just like, th this is my life. This is where I'm at. And here we are. So anyway, uh, other topics in Cancer 3, blending and separating a family. So the answer is all about like family and children. And I think we live in an age where um, people are not as resistant to blending, separating, conscious uncoupling, because sometimes we make decisions in our lives that were made from maybe not like the most um, grounded place from maybe feeling like you had to do something you chose against your intuition. You just or people just evolve differently. People just have two different paths. And I think sometimes we like try to force people to stay together. And I am all about like loyalty and commitment, but then also like sometimes we just need to love people from a distance and like let them go the way they want to go. And are we doing that from a ground centered place? So in cancer three, I think just talking about like what are the legal mechanisms to do that? How can we think about the law creatively? I think about things like conscious uncoupling, um, blending and separating of families. Of course, you have the hard line divorce. Divorce is like probate. Like if you're in a divorce, a highly contested divorce, there's a lot of opportunities missed for just cooperation, collaboration to bring the conflict down and to bring the cost down because when you enter into the divorce, like that cost shoots way up. And who does it go to? It goes to the peacemakers, it goes to the attorneys. Like contrary to popular belief, attorneys deal with conflict, but they are not the ones creating the conflict. And I'm going to repeat that because it's important because I hear a lot of ish, especially among my, my people in the middle class. I'm saying this because I'm part of this middle class, low class, working class. You think the attorneys are creating the conflict? No, y'all are creating the conflict. The attorneys are here to help resolve your conflicts. That's why they get a lot of money because of a lot of freaking conflict. If you don't want attorneys to have all this money, then stay out of conflict and take care of your own itch. That's my soapbox for today. Anyway, blending and separating of families, divorce, ways you can prevent divorce, um, the, actually the conflict, the money <laughs> that's being sent to the divorce attorneys, prenuptial agreements, postnuptial agreements, 
blended families, having the church as families, regenerative business as family. If you are not into the church, you can establish a business that feels like family and so on and so forth. So what I have for like next week in cancer season, educational malpractice, like when you encounter issues in the public education system, kind of like how can you navigate those? And that's specifically for like people with uh, students with special needs or if you have a grievance against a teacher. And I was a teacher for many years, eight years, Teach for America. So I have familiarity with this from both sides. And then after that, um, talking about the different types of school, like homeschool, if you choose to homeschool, where are your rights and responsibilities, where are the pros, cons, where the issues you need to watch out for, um, private school, how to start a private school once you realize that, okay, it's better to be in community sometimes. Um, homeschool is really great for certain types of students. The most successful students that I knew that were homeschooled, um, they ended up winning the voice. They ended up doing, you know, marrying professional athletes. They just like were on a different path from day one. And the homeschool is best for them because they didn't need to like do the thing. But for most of us, I mean, we're just going to be content in society and that's okay. Um, so what to do? So private school, how to start one. If you want to have, especially more religious focus to your school and then public school, how to navigate the system, tools, resources, strategies, board, um, how to get involved in the school board, excuse me, how to communicate with the principal, how to get what you want done for your kids, um, places you need to supplement, how you can get access to the supplementation resources. Um, if you're a business owner, how to become involved in your school because schools are only as good as, um, can be really good and only as good. So schools can be really fantastic when the community is in partnership. And that's kind of why I saw in Texas, like great public school system there. You might as well just, unless you have a religious affiliation, there's no better place than the public school. It, I'll, you know, the private school, the academics might be a little bit more challenging, but you can still do that in the public school context and save a lot of money and like be in community with people you live next to, which also is valuable um, in its own right. So public school, I've worked in many different public schools, so I see kind of like issues from all sides. And then um, the last two days of Cancer One, Five legal tools to consider if you're pregnant and expecting, or if you have young children, or if you have children, never you know, consider these things. And then Friday, pregnancy discrimination, which I had a personal experience as a student in law school, kind of how to navigate that process at a high level. So that is what I have for Cancer 1. Um, other than that, I'm still brainstorming for Cancer 2 and Cancer 3. So we'll see how it goes. Um, thank you all for tuning in. Happy Friday. Have a wonderful weekend. Um, if you're in Houston, Texas, please take care with that high heat. And if you're in Pennsylvania, it's cold here and rainy. So I don't know. Enjoy your weekend regardless and have a wonderful day.